0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I think I'm going to try calling it that now since we bought up the DURL name and the domain name and everything else. Uh, and uh, A quick note, Wobblies and Wizards is what we've called our game group for a few years now. Um, there's more on that probably to come in the future. Today I'm going to talk about bards. Um, if you played D&D any in the last 20 years, you probably know what a bard is. You're familiar with it. But as we know, or some of us know, or you might know, I know, (laughs) Bards didn't start off as player classes in the original Dungeons & Dragons or Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. And they have a strange history I wanted to talk about real quick. Bards actually showed up in a magazine called The Strategic Review. You see, back when they were doing the original Dungeons & Dragons, before A, B, and D, the Advanced Books came out, the Player's Handbook, uh, The Dungeon Bastards Guide and Monsters manual that many of us are familiar with. It was a little white box. And a lot of the stuff in the game was being published in random magazines and supplements that came out. So you kind of had to piece together your game when you were making it. And Bards didn't show up until the strategic review. Uh, I believe it was uh, Volume 2, Issue 1. Now these Bards are very different than what we became familiar with later on. Um, I'm going to read a quick part here about the strategic, the strategic review original AD&D bard. There's a paragraph or so here that gives it some kind of context. See, um, the, the bards, in order to become a bard, you had to have five levels in being a fighter first. And then on top of that, you had to have five levels of being a thief. And then on top of that, you had to study magic under a druid. So you've got to play this character for a while in order to become a bard. Now... When it came to the stats of a bard, you needed a oh, I had it around here somewhere. You needed a lot of pretty high stats. Um, your uh, strength, dexterity, all these things had to be like uh, at a 15. Uh, it was more than just strength and dexterity too. Um, so you had to have like like pretty much 15s across the board. I think that your intelligence could have been a 12 or something along those lines. And uh, it was hard to become a bard. So just off the bat, with the way you rolled back then, you weren't, you know, rolling four or five or six dice and dropping and, and re-rolling and all. It was just three, six-sided dice. It was damn near impossible to create a character that had high enough stats to become a bard if you went by the books. Now, I was wondering to myself, why is it the bard went through that weird process, the original bard, of having to have all these other classes before you could choose this class? And the beginning paragraph here kind of talks about what the Bard was intended to be in the strategic review. where uh, Doug Schwagen, I be, Schwegman, I believe it was, who put this out originally. I believe it is a logical addition to the d d scene. And the one I have composed is a hodgepodge of at least three different kinds. The Norse Skald, the Celtic Bard, and the Southern European Minstrel. The Skalds were often old warriors who were a kind of self-appointed historian, whose duty was to record the ancient battles, blood feuds, and deeds of exceptional prowess by setting them to verse, much like the ancient Greek poets did. Tolkien did a Nordic scholar copy this style several times in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. For example, Bilbo's chant of Elderil and the Mariner. The Celts, especially in Britain, had a much more organized structure in which the post of the barbs as an official historian fell somewhere between Guelphi and public recorders and the Druids who were the judges as well as spiritual leaders. In the Celtic system, Bards were trained by the Druids for a period of almost 20 years before they assumed their duties, among which was to follow the heroes into battle to provide an accurate account of their deeds, as well as to act trusted in, as trusted intermediaries to settle hostilities among opposing tribes. By far the most common conception of the bard is a minstrel, who entertained the courts of princes and kings in France, Italy, and parts of Germany in the latter Middle Ages. Such a character was not as trustworthy as the Celtic or Nordic bards, and could be compared to a combination thief illusionist. These characters were called, it says, jongleurs. young I don't know if it's jongleurs or jungleurs. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that one. By the French from which the corrupt term juggler and court jester are remembered today. I want to put the bard into perspective so that his multitudinous abilities in Dungeons and Dragons can be explained. I have fashioned the character more after the Celtic and Norse types than anything else. Thus, he is a character who resembles a fighter more than anything else, but who knows something about the mysterious forces of magic and is well adept with his hands, etc. So as in later editions uh, this also describes a bard of a jack of all trades the bards here are heavily fighter characters you have to reach a fifth level in fighter as a fighter to begin with before you can even you know you, then you had to pick up thief and you have to pick up druid now the druids training you for 20 years seems to be where a lot of this comes from in the explanation of why it was structured this way I think that the structure of the bard is interesting, and I kind of like this old bard, having to study, and then later on you can pick it up. But it's very different from what I feel the bard has become in Dungeons & Dragons. Now, when you get to the second edition, AD&D second edition, which was, that was that 89, I believe that came out? I could be wrong. It may have been a, a different date. I'm trying to look in the front of the book to see what the, the actual publication date was. Um... But I've got the second edition book here in front of me. And uh, it's it, the bard is very different. You're gonna start off your bard at from first level, like a regular character. You're not gonna have to build up to it. Um, bards here, uh, only instead of those, these fifteens for everything, it require a dexterity of twelve an intelligence of thirteen and a charisma of fifteen. Here, charisma is the highest dexterity and charisma are kind of the things you're looking for there bards are are only allowed to be human and half elf um i believe that was the case with the a d and d ones but i'm not 100 percent sure i don't remember reading that in here um and they explain them differently uh it also notes that bards are optional character classes that can be used if your dm allows so it's not definitely one of the core classes in this in precise historical terms, it says, the title bard applies to only certain groups of Celtic poets who sang the history of their tribes in long <coughs> recitative poems. These bards, found mainly in Ireland, Wales, and Scotland, filled many important roles in their society. They were storehouses of tribal history, reporters of news, messengers, and even ambassadors to their tribes. However, in the AD&D game, the bard is more generalized character. Historical and legendary examples of the type include Alan Adale, Will Scarlet, Jin, whoever that is, and Homer. Indeed, every culture has its storyteller or poet, whether he is called bard, scald, feely, jongular, or something else. So, we already see the uh, a progression away from this old idea of having to collect like multiple classes three or four classes before you can become a bard that that's instantly kind of thrown out the original as i look at this i like elements of the ad and d original bard from the strategic review in that it has this uh aspiring thing and you have to learn and study with the druids makes more of an interesting character concept and thing that lots of role playing can be brought out of that through the process of playing this character trying to become a bard on the other hand, that seems pretty damn near impossible to make a bard with the stats being as high as they're asking. Um, so there are those things going on there. Um, the bard that we are familiar with today, that you see people posting about online, or you see with a fifth edition or third edition, is very, uh, very, very, very far removed from this original bard. I would be interested to see some takes and things like OSE um uh, swords and wizardry other old school games uh, and seeing what they have done with bards i would like to see a bard done more similar to the original AD&D bard but maybe not as complex as this seems to be you'd have to pretty much be a 18th you know playing super 18th level character to start to become a bard it seems at least 10 15 levels Um, which seems like it would take you a while to get there. So I would like to see different approaches to Bards that more closely resemble the original. That seems to have been thrown out, and it's not something people are going back to. The current Bard is very, uh, very, very far removed. It's definitely not as much as a fighter thief with all this magic. It's just kind of, you know, has gotten this uh, certain reputation of being the, the, the flirt and stuff like that. So... Um, I, I, I definitely like to see something different for Bards in the future or some more takes of what people may have done. So if you're familiar with someone's take on a Bard that is closer to the original, but maybe not as complex, I would love to hear about that and read about that and take a look at that. Well, that's all I got for today. Maybe we'll visit the Bard in the future if someone has some feedback on it, but you all have a nice time. Uh, take care. Bye.